0: Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. Wow. Um. Hey, guys.
1: You were making us record this again. Yes. <laughs> I was making just thrown us- off by Alex. I wasn't even he's, sad.
0: He's being a sourpuss. <laughs> he's playing some Marvel video game on his phone right now.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to record this intro again.
0: Listen, guys, we tried recording it a minute ago, but... James's mic was so hot that it was like lava coming out of a volcano.
1: I think we should use it. Personally, I think it was some of our best material we've ever had, and we're not gonna recapture the magic. <laughs>
0: all right. That's that's one way to describe James. How you been? It's been a while since we've recorded.
2: Uh yeah. Been okay. How are you all? It's more more pertinent in this case.
0: We are alive. We've been mm-hmm. through the gauntlet when it comes to illness. And James, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna blame you. You started all of it because you had your little sinus infection, yeah. and then I feel like just just the vibes the vibes made us sick because <laughs> it started out with a respiratory illness with Gwen turned stomach bug for me, Alex, and Archer, and then I I got I hit the trifecta. I got an eye infection from having to care for a sick infant. She had poop in yeah. her eyes. Listen, it it was it was a bad time, but my antibiotics were working. My eye doesn't look gnarly like it did. I'm alive. So, I've got a lot to be thankful for, right James?
2: Yeah, there we go.
0: There we go. And James has been suffering through freezing cold snap in Kentucky.
2: Yeah, goodness. It got cold. Like Did your fingers get overnight. frostbitten? I had to wear gloves today. What was that
0: Inside your house?
2: Well, no. No, just out and about on a walk. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I could just picture James wearing gloves inside his house. I could.
2: Shivering over a barrel fire? Yes,
0: exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say, guys, this intro compared to that one with James' hot mic. This has got the magic of Disney World, but it's filled with homeless people instead. Alex.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was. All right. Well, listen. Listen. (laughs) I mean, it's magical for them. Oh, my God. Alex is just sour that I made him do something twice. (laughs) Oh, poor Alex. Well, you know what? (laughs) Now that we've got the microphone fixed, at least we don't have to record all of our topics twice. Because, James, what are we talking about today?
2: We are talking about shadow people again. Shadow
0: people. We're talking about shadow people Thank you to Jordan who submitted this topic. It has given me nightmares once more. Um, So before we do that, though, do we have an icebreaker?
1: Um, Um, Yeah, it's pretty cold in Kentucky, so I'm sure James has been out there chipping away. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That one
2: one really takes the cake. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, (laughs) because we were talking about shadow people and Shadow people are scary. and I was wondering, what's the scariest thing you've ever encountered that you, you could posit was supernatural? Oh. Emphasis on could.
0: Good. Alright,
2: I'll go first. Yeah.
0: Oh, great. She's
2: going
1: to say nothing.
0: He's smiling. <coughs> no. He's smiling, which means he's about to get sarcastic, James. No,
1: this isn't sarcastic. So mm-hmm. there I was in Florida on a trip to go to universal and just universal. If this and ends so... with
2: universal being full of homeless people
1: i to be upset. So so there I am at the at the hotel. Taking a shower. It's a steamy it's a steamy shower. It's so hot. It, not just because I'm naked,
0: everybody. Alice!
1: <laughs> Alice. <laughs> because it's just temperature. Oh my I gosh. like steamy showers. And so there I am. I'm scrubbing, and I see a shadow move on the bathroom oh wall right in front of me. I turned around, I whipped around, and there was nothing there. Scared mm-hmm. the bejesus out of me. <laughs> was there anything? I don't know it was probably just because the room was so foggy. But that was my ghostly experience. Wow.
0: (laughs) Horrifying. I think that I've told told my story before, but when I I was still living at home uh, at my house that I kind of grew up in, uh, my brother and my dad were gone on a hockey trip. And this was shortly after my mom had passed away, but I was home alone essentially. And I had my dog itty bitty in bed with me. She's a little tiny Chihuahua. Uh, I I had Claire on the floor. And then I had Wilson in the bed with me as well. And all of a sudden my door swung open and I heard somebody yell, Claire, you dumb dog. And I would have thought that I was sleeping, that it was like me dreaming, but Claire started whimpering Itty-bitty ran to the edge of the bed and started barking. And I was like, what just happened? That was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me, I think. That I haven't been able to really determine what it was. Wow. I don't like it. It's scary. James, what about you? I feel like you've got Um, a really good story.
2: Yeah, I've got several. I think this is the one I'm going to go with because it's most uh, appropriate, I suppose. And that is, um, you know, whenever... People see scary things quite often, they suppress it, and it, you know, something reminds them later, kind of like when you have a dream, and then something reminds you of the dream. Um, and I mentioned in our previous Shadow People episode that I saw Shadow People when I was a kid and, and sort of deliberately forgot. And uh, the experience that reminded me of them and, and caused me to look up, you know, Art Bell and, and all this stuff, all these other sightings, because, you know, at this time the internet finally existed was uh, me and one of my friends, we actually saw a scary movie and we were headed back and we were in a very rural area. Like the road was gravel, you know, isolated trees, et cetera. And uh, at one point, we come to a three-way intersection and we see something like on the side of the road. And at first we just thought it was a deer in the dark or maybe a person in the dark. You, could, you really couldn't make it out. And so when we slowed down and started to turn in the direction of of this thing that was on the side of the road where the streetlights could hit it, it was was just a shadow and it ran like directly across. I mean, we couldn't make out any details of this thing. It was just pitch dark in the headlights. The lights illuminated nothing of this thing. Mm. And uh, we were both absolutely terrified. And I did not sleep that night, but <laughs> the moment I saw it, I started remembering the shadow people sightings that I had had during my childhood.
1: Ooh,
0: James, I don't, I don't like that. Triggered
1: previous memories. Yeah. Oh man! So not only did you have one encounter that night, but you also had an encounter with yeah. I relived past.
2: like a dozen after that. Yeah, like instantaneously too.
0: I don't like that, James. That's mm. that's not. That doesn't put my heart at ease. That was in London, <laughs> Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to London.
1: No, James, were you all on meth? <laughs> we were not. Uh, <laughs> we,
2: were, we were the exception of the rule. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, I think it's time with that to hop into our topics. James, who do you think should go first?
2: Uh, um. You know, this is a rare instance where... I actually am going to go with the status quo. I think Alex should go first.
1: Oh. Yeah. All right. It's the hat
2: man. Yeah. Did, uh, we're, we're actually going alphabetical. Up.
1: Yeah. Ooh. I like it. I wait, wait. Wait. Is you, are you covering the hat man? Yes. What are you covering? Okay. Are you covering yeah. hat man? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> Hang on. I, uh, uh, I tell you what. We'll do what we did last time and do like supplemental.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah you guys good. can that's
0: tag cool. team the Hat Man.
1: Yeah, Whoa. Ooh. yeah. Is, right. is he into that? That that does not paint a good <laughs>
2: picture. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> sorry, sorry for my phrasing. That's, All right. By the way, whenever we do have t-shirts, that's going to be our first t-shirt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> tag
0: team the Hat Man. No. no <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Alex, go, go. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> uh, so for me, shout out to the Mysterious Universe, it, a site mm-hmm. I haven't been on in quite some time. And it got a very nice facelift. I don't know if y'all have mm-hmm. seen it lately. You have not. Uh, I don't know if that's like a this year thing or, or what, but man, looking good over there, Mysterious Universe. Mm-hmm. And in their article, uh, Be- Beware the Hat Man, from December 13th, 2020, or sorry, 2014, uh, mm-hmm. which... By the way, the date of this article immediately told me that I have no footing in cryptid or other circles because, or supernatural circles because I've never heard of this guy. And you know, he's been that's an interesting
2: thing. Yeah, he's been around a long time. And yet, in fact, I'll have a specific date to when he first enters the zeitgeist. Ooh. And yet, this year and last year, that's kind of been peak hat man
1: yeah Which is weird. i saw that it, the, the sightings are actually growing and growing
2: yeah well he reminds me of slender man in that regard he's kind of there's something memetic about Hatman. it seems that the more people see him and talk about him the more other people see him and talk I, about him i just want
0: to take my headphones out and not listen to this <laughs> at all
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah we're talking about him yeah hope that doesn't lead to any repercussions Oh, and if they do, write in and let us know. Yeah. If you're we're listening.
1: feeding Hat Man. I just realized that. Yeah, Stop it. And Stop it. Just <laughs> go. Get
0: it over with.
1: Anyway, in this article, uh, the writer Nick Redford, he, he, he talks a lot about this um, acquaintance of his that wrote the, uh, a book called The Hat Man, The True Story of Evil Encounters. Um, and the author of the book... Oh, what was her name? I have it here.
2: You talking about the book called Shadow People?
1: No, it's just called... Oh, Heidi Hollis. Uh, No, it's just called The Hat Man, The True Story of Evil Encounters. Heidi Hollis wrote a book. uh, This book, and he's... In this article, they're really talking a lot about... uh, her, I guess, her expertise on the subject yeah, I was, I was gonna say, time... she
2: actually wrote the first ever Shadow Person book ever called uh, the Secret War. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, she was constantly on Art Bell for that very reason. Like I was exposed to her pretty quick after looking into shadow people back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And, and what's interesting about the Hat Man is that while everyone seems to agree that he belongs to like some sort of relation with shadow people, he may be something of a somewhat different entity entirely, or at least somewhat. Uh, But before I get into the entity, let's talk about the look, the the drip, as the kids say. (laughs) That, That man has one feature that is always consistent. I'm sure it's hard to guess what that is. (laughs) he he wears a hat now the reports seem to indicate that the hat man uh doesn't seem to be like the trucker hat type of wearing fella yeah but he is spotted wearing uh usually either a fedora or an old style top hat what'd you say james (laughs) 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 m'lady and 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 you know he's also uh probably most famous for those two but he's also been seen in a cowboy hat now that event, I believe, is probably described by somebody who didn't know what a fedora was. <laughs> that is very plausible.
2: And uh, some people say he's also in a trench coat. Yes, but I think it's just as arguable that that's his
1: physical body, like because he's there's something ghost-like about him.
2: He's often compared to apparitions.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I saw. It was like he's like he wears all black. Some describe, like you said, a trench coat or like this like black suit that he's wearing. Yeah. He's wearing. He's a very formal man. Yeah. Um so you know that he's all about business when he's around. <laughs> and uh and then they also said that he has a black beard, but I don't know if that's something that appears in every encounter or how not. would you be able
0: mm. to see that?
1: I was gonna say
2: Well, I oh, just imagine thing. I mean that
1: just makes it creepier if you can make yeah. out small little features on the all mm. black beard. Yeah, and figure.
2: occasionally people claim and, and I've I've seen this and we've talked about it briefly with shadow people, some people see iterations where he has big red eyes oh. and uh and that that's also applicable to shadow people in general and and fun fact just thinking of the the origin portion of uh of seeing him the first ever like media account describing a shadow person period also features a shadow person with a hat and that would be the 1985 Twilight Zone episode the Shadow Man and uh, it's remarkable how common in this fictional account the different uh, aspects of of the Shadow Man coincide with what people see even now. Like the, the sightings people have on TikTok, really, really similar. The most interesting thing about the plot, in my opinion, was that he would hide under a kid's bed, <laughs> relatable, and uh, he would actually not harm. Anybody who he was haunting, but he could kill other people. Oh. So that's that's a peculiar little rule. Now, the reason I mention that is again, this was 1985. Well, these accounts reportedly inspired Wes Craven to create Freddy Krueger.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Is that why he wears a hat?
1: Oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of that either. I was just thinking oh, of the snap. dream state.
2: Yeah, oh, because my.
1: James, you tapped into that a little bit there. That he yeah. mostly appears during Night sleepy times. time.
2: Yep, and yeah, and and we've we've discussed. There's a common thread between sleep paralysis <laughs> and these shadow entities.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it's that's kind of what it sounds like to me. And and apparently, his appearance during these times is usually followed by. Illness, death, or even bad luck. I said even bad luck, like bad luck was the worst of this. Stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's a pretty vague one, yeah. I lost but, my car keys, this is just <laughs> as bad as illness or death. <laughs> but apparently, Heidi, uh, she said that she's not actually sure if the hat man is the cause of these things, or he's attracted to them. So like ah. these things are kind of impending. So he's almost like a, uh, not an apparition, an kind of like an omen, yeah, of what's going Interesting. on. But then things kind of get weird with Hat Man. You know, he, he's not just spotted while in a state of sleeping though, because he's he's appeared from stories about uh, Ouija boards, um, and also stories about alien abduction specifically yeah, the greys yeah. and mantis type aliens yeah I've, I've heard it theorized yeah. that they are either
2: extraterrestrial extradimensional um but again i don't buy it there's something malevolent about them that i just don't think is uh mundane mm. if that makes any sense yeah
1: yeah and and James, kind of going back to what you were talking about, like the more people talk about it, the more it seems to show up. Yeah. Um, but, like, if a, there's a weird phenomenon with it where if someone in the family sees it, more people in the family see it. So if, if great grandpa Regis uh, saw Hatman, you might see Hatman too. Because uh, he seems to stick around groups of people that know each other. Even the author of the book, now, this is a great assault because we all know how, like, how it is interesting when there's money involved that people have these encounters, but the author of the book claims that Hatman appeared not only to her, but started appearing to her friends and family as well, implying to her that the closer she got to revealing his existence, the more he began to invade her space. Uh. Yeah. So, you know, and that could be that, you know, that same type of thing where you're just, thinking about it all the time and so and you're probably talking about it with everybody around you and so this type of thing is maybe more noticeable or it's fiction um interesting but you know it's it i'll go no you go for it james
2: oh and you know it's funny um you know i grew up seeing these kinds of things and uh a couple of years ago a few years back my aunt actually asked me um advice for for home protection stuff let's Let's just call it that, and uh, the chief reason was she was seeing a shadowy entity
1: when she would awaken. Hmm. So another little common thread there. Oh, see, genetic. Hmm. And James, uh, apparently, one last thing about Heidi, the author. She's a uh, she believes that the Hat Man is a actually like a minion of the devil. Like she Heidi's yeah. a Christian, uh, and she believes that he, that. Hatman is a minion of the devil, devil, and that he's like playing a bit of a role in the battle between good and evil. Yeah,
2: yeah. She even goes so far as to say that uh, a good way to ward him off is to invoke Jesus as as a means of expelling. Him, oh, interesting, interesting. Which you know in, is indicative of
1: of a demonic entity. Yeah. Ooh, James. Now, James, <laughs> do you have anything else to add about Hatman?
2: Um. What, let's let's do a little myth busting since we're talking about Ooh. so many things that are speculative uh just a heads up um because <laughs> this is this is like a big thing right now you're seeing it all over and you know fake things perpetuate and who knows maybe Patman is a, an urban legend that came into being from being perpetuated but aaron rogers is not being stalked and haunted by hatman. Um I don't know I don't know where that got started, but there's so many accounts on social media and even articles claiming that Aaron Rodgers took ayahuasca which he did. Um and then afterwards, like he even lost a game because the Hat Man was like threatening him and holding up dead rabbits and like doing all these spooky Babadook nonsense. Um, it did not happen, but I've I've heard enough people point it out to where yeah, this needs to get quashed. He did not see that, uh, according to him, his, his ayahuasca experience was positive and and not uh, offset by by shadow. People. <laughs> not half man related. Yeah. Oh goodness. But yeah, I, ultimately, I think one of the most interesting links between Hatman and Shadow People is sleep paralysis, which there is a genetic component to. So it's interesting that uh, he's prone to go after different uh, bloodlines or families because there's a there's a commonality there as well, and it makes me wonder because every Folkloric tradition has some iteration of a sleep paralysis demon. Usually some kind of hag. We've, we've kind of talked about that before. But, you know, something scary that sits on people when they awaken and tries to choke the life out of them. Very, very common thing. And I think that in some ways, shadow people and the hat man are the 21st century iteration. Which begs the question, are these past nightmare, hobgoblin monster things that people saw are do they just manifest from group consciousness and take on whatever form fits or do they just consciously take on a form that they know will scare people because that's what they do maybe it's it's just like boggart's from uh harry potter maybe boggart's are real and uh slender man and hat man and freddy krueger and and all the things that people have seen in the 21st century and leading all the way back into folkloric creatures Maybe that's really what they are. Oof. Maybe they're a real thing. Interesting. Hmm, James. That's where the, the term nightmare comes from, by the oh. way. It, it's literally like a horse monster that, you know,
0: nightmare haunts you. Oh. Yeah. Nightmare. James, listen. Nay. I'm, <laughs>
1: okay,
0: all right, listen. Wow. This is stressing I'm me learning out. learning
1: new things today.
0: So, mm. I am going to go now, and I've been tasked with talking about machine elves.
1: Machine elves?
0: It's a term that I've heard James
2: yeah. drop. I deliberately gave you like the nice, <laughs> nice story. Yeah, but I to still had up. to
0: listen to all of that, James. Uh, uh, okay, I'll listen. Talk about machine elves now. And I got most of my research from iflscience.com and doubleblindmag.com.
2: And she took DMT. <laughs> oh, Double oh. One? how they how they write it up? Oh, someone, oh my
1: goodness. Okay. Oh man. So
0: <laughs> I don't know what's up with him today, James. Have you what have you yeah. eaten today?
1: I've eaten having recorded this opening twice.
0: All right, listen. We're gonna talk about <laughs> ethnobotanist Terence McKenna. Hey, love Terrence. Yeah, he's the one who coined the term machine elves in a sense. He called them self-transforming elf machines. AKA Clockwork Elves a.k.a. Fractal Elves. There's lots of names for them, but they are basically little entities that some people claim to see when they are tripping on DMT.
1: Oh, I've heard of these things. Okay.
0: Yes. And of them, Terrence McKenna said, I encounter self-transforming elf machines, which are creatures, entities perhaps, although they're not made of matter. They're made out of, as nearly as I can figure it out, syntax driving light. They use a language which you can see. It is made of sound. It is sound, but you see it. And the entire point of the encounter from their perspective is to teach you to do
1: this. James, is this why you see colors? Did you did you run into one of these little dudes? Makes sense. Probably.
0: (sighs) DMT, AKA. What's the scientific name for it? Dimethyl Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that AKA the spirit molecule. And it's an hallucinogen produced naturally by lots of plants and animals it's in things like including ice? ayahuasca which james just talked about
1: i can't help but when i read ayahuasca always in my mind i read it as ayu chowza <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> It sounds like a uh, specialty port product. Yeah, it does. It does. (laughs) Every time I read it, I read it that way.
0: (laughs) Well, it's said to also be naturally occurring in the human brain, like during dreaming and then also like near-death experiences or death. So, you know, experienced at high doses of DMT, lots of people across cultures, which I think is the most interesting part about this, will describe seeing these beings the way that they kind of describe the beings, like what they look like, differs from person to person. Um, sometimes they're described as humanoid. Sometimes they look like animals. Sometimes they're just faces. Sometimes they look like aliens, especially like greys.
1: Oh. And then
0: some people say they just look like amorphous shapes. That It's like you see it and it's a shape, but you can tell it's an entity. You know, it's like, oh, it's a
1: thing. <laughs> no, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's – it's and then here's another thing that I think is really interesting because one of you mentioned mantises, right? I did. Praying mantises. Some people say that machine elves look like praying mantises that are like farming people for their thoughts. So they're like got their little beep, beep, and they're touching your brain with their little clipper. Yeah, like that thing. So some people say – but they say that when it happens, it's benevolent. It's not scary. It's like, oh, they're just eating. Something like that. I don't know. I've never taken DMT, so I can't say that I've seen these things. But if I... Like, when I think of a praying mantis eating my brain, it does not sound like a happy thing, right?
1: No. Oh, that sounds terrifying. I saw starship troopers. (laughs) I know what happens.
0: Well, I think that, um, again, very interesting that across cultures, these encounters seem to be consistent. A lot of people see these and it like from what i read some description of somebody who took dmt and they described what happened to them and it was like they were floating through what's those things those little like things that you'll look through and it's got all the different colors a kaleidoscope? And, oh, a kaleidoscope. yeah it's like they're going through a kaleidoscope and then all of a sudden they're in their room and it's just like normal except some things are distorted but then there are creatures and the creatures are like we're so happy to have you here and things like that
1: yeah. which <laughs> just
0: i don't know like it scares me. Yeah, and then
1: Hatman sitting the in the corner going, is, hey, baby, Alex. <laughs> Alex." No,
0: <laughs> that's the interesting thing
2: is is this is the reason I wanted you to cover it is the commonalities. Everybody who sees the Hat Man, there's this, some yin and yang to this. Everybody who sees the Hat Man has a feeling of dread, mm-hmm. and people who see the machine elves, it there's this feeling of we're so glad you're here.
0: Yeah, they they say that they're. And granted, this is not all encounters of machine elves. Some people sure. say that they're terrifying. Yeah. But more often than genius, not, yeah. they say, I felt like, I felt like pure love. I was encased in a blanket of love. Oh. Or I felt very trusting of them. They seemed happy. Uh, the guy that I read his description where he said he felt like he was going through a kaleidoscope and then he could see every everybody and they were happy he was there. He said toward the end of his trip, he did start to get a little like, oh. Like a little scared because they started to feel authoritative. But across most stories, they seem to be good things. Um, and they always apparently want to try to teach you something. Some people say, Oh, I was talking to the machine elves, they were communicating with me telepathically, and I felt like they were teaching me about what the meaning of life. And then there are some people who like say that they learned something very trivial, like one respondent in the survey that was uh, carried out by John Hopkins University while they were doing research on this, they said that the machine elves taught him the rules of the NFL. So <laughs> so you, wow. you never know what they're going to teach you.
1: So, some, guess, some learn important things, like the meaning of life. <laughs> and some just learn football rules. Football rules. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: your experience is completely, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But I thought that this was also very interesting in that John Hopkins survey, which there were some 2,000 respondents to that thing, but half of them who went into the survey, who identified as atheists before, claimed that after they had this experience with these machine elves, that they suddenly felt like there was something more to life than just, you know, that wasn't the end. But it's it's interesting to to think about, because some people are like, oh, you know, are these machine elves, like, is the DMT opening a part of our consciousness that is allowing us to see into different realms, like, see into different dimensions? Mm-hmm. Or is it just the brain on drugs? We, we have no idea. I When I think about it, I'm like, I'm intrigued by the thought that it helps us see into different realms because I think about mantis shrimp, right? Mantis shrimp are these amazing creatures these really fascinating creatures who have eyes that have so many different cones and rods that they can see colors that we cannot even mm-hmm. in our, you know, even begin to fathom existing. Yeah. What if that's what DMT does to the human brain? It opens up mm. the eye to see more. You know what I mean? Oh,
2: that's literally the plot to a really good manga called Frank and Fran. Frank and,
1: Frank and Fran. Fran. Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah.
0: Well, anyways, those, those are just my thoughts on it. I think that it's a very interesting thing to think about. I've never taken drugs before, so I, I can't say what the experience Mm. is like. Mm. Only what other people have said to have experienced, but it's, it's uh, interesting.
1: It is interesting. Mm, those little machine elves yeah. getting into things like but, people's braids but
2: yeah I think there's a an interesting dichotomy between shadow people <laughs> and machine elves because they're they're made out of light for starters and shadow people are pitch dark and um you know if you look at a lot of folklore there's usually ancestral spirits that are positive usually referred to as elves that's literally what an elf is it's an ancestral spirit that is a guardian over a family or person And then you've got the dark elves, the Svartalfheim elves, uh, who often have a more negative connotation. And once again, I think there's an interesting parallel where it could be argued that machine elves and household uh, like hobgoblins, like the good ones, are the same beings and the more nefarious spirits and goblins and ghouls Shadow people, maybe they're the same thing. Hmm. Spooky. I
0: Spooky. just want to imagine that they're not real so mm. that I'm not scared tonight when I go to bed.
1: Yeah.
0: Might be sleeping with light on tonight, The Alex.
1: machine will seem to be nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but sh- shadow people are not my thing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? booga yeah. booga. Yeah. yeah, this That's- is what I get. Alex makes <coughs> fun of me every time I get scared. <laughs> But when I get scared, I have to sleep with the light on. And then Alex gets angry at me because the light's on. Because he yeah, can't sleep with the light on.
1: Because humans should sleep in the dark.
0: Are, are you capable of falling asleep with the light on?
2: It's very difficult. Very yeah. difficult. And I noise is even worse. It has to be quiet, dark, and cold.
1: Yes. Mm.
2: The trifecta. Yeah. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. The unholy Trinity. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I think we learned a valuable lesson, though. If a, if a fractal mantis tries to eat your brain... You should let
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys, I think that that's the lesson from this episode. James, what are we talking about next week? Do you remember? Next
2: next week, we're talking about aliens.
0: Alien encounters. Mm -hmm. So, I can't wait to tell you all about a a little special encounter that happened in Poland a long time ago. But, Alex, is there anything that you want to say before we hit the road?
1: Um, I had a great time. You know, I've come around on this episode. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so i definitely recommend it to everybody um and also our music is by grant cook you can find his music on spotify itunes uh it was on music anywhere to listen to music
0: so until next week you guys we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. straight.